0: ITL Fantasy Podcast Network presents in a world of football podcasts that sounds like this. Welcome into our podcast on Suck Talk Radio and talk like this. What 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 Don't go after running back. What what? Because they're not so much fun. Bogman, let's not overreact here. The In This League Fantasy Football Podcast featuring Bogman.
1: I mean Crow here. Yeah, D Gordon. Eat it. Oh. F- no, ah, God
0: yeah. damn it. And the well. No, no, no. We have other things to talk about. I wouldn't wear a yummy t shirt. <laughs> Playing on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Burn it to the ground! Coming to your ears now. Welcome in, friendos, to the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast 2022 official episode. Not just Draft Talk, not just War Room. It is Bogman and the Welsh. We are both here for you for this episode, which is just titled NFL Draft. That is right. Today on the episode, I've got a leading NFL Draft expert of In (laughs) This League, Scott Bogman, on the podcast, uh, purveyor of fantasy pros, apparently all over the fantasy pros, And we are going to be going through all the latest leading up to the NFL draft. We have Bogman's top 12 fantasy options via the NFL draft. We are going to be taking a final look at some of the mock drafts leading up until the day, which is in a day or two here. And we'll go through some of the news and notes and the rumors, you know, like a certain player that's dead to me now. And we will do all of that on this NFL draft episode, which is brought to you by inthisleague.com, which is our Patreon sign up today. Bogman's big NFL draft sheet should be posted probably by the time you guys are listening to this. If we're being honest, the big NFL draft sheet, which has got lots of cool stuff. Also, if you would like to hang out with Bogman for three days of NFL draft coverage, ah. You've got to be a part of our Patreon in this league.com. Bogman will be uh, live broadcasting the majority of the first two days, and then the third day gets a little bit wonky. It's hard, you know. Probably through gotta the be, fifth. Y'all got to be hanging out for Bogman to stick around in the sixth round or yeah, something. Like yeah, yeah. So probably through the fifth round. But either way, it's, it's going to have to be days. a lot of running backs
1: still on the board for me to stay through the sixth and seventh,
0: so. and a lot of people streaming with you. But either way, yeah. you come and check out. It's one of those awesome perks we're given this month where it's three hours of live stream. You can ask Bogman questions. You can interact with the community. you get Bogman's live takes. There'll be special guests. I will probably be jumping on for a period of time. No reason to come on in the first round, unless the uh, 49ers do. Mm, There might might be be rumored, which might be rumored we'll talk about. So in this league.com Patreon sign up today, five bucks. will get you that live stream and some of our sheets. And if you want to go a little bit more, you can get in the group. Me rooms, do it today, friends in this on the Patreon you are directly supporting us when you do it. You're directly supporting all of that work, which we really appreciate. Oh, hi Bogman. Uh, I mean, Howdy. Mr. fantasy pros, Mr. Fa- all over fantasy pros doing the dynasty pod over there doing mock drafts, which is one thing we're actually going to take a look at a little bit later. We've got three mock drafts. We pulled up, uh, the most connected guy in the NFL. We've got one of the more respected sites in mock drafts that are out there. And then Bogman D bro, and Mr. Erickson, you guys all, you did a three round mock draft on fantasy pros, which piece of Pia hosted. You did a breakdown. We're actually going to take a little peeky peek and it'll be only around offensive players of what you guys did. It's a lot of yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was, uh, more of a collaboration mock draft then uh anything we took like you know a separate day beforehand and kind of talked over these picks so it's a good one um no trades in that one um just i mean trades are so unbelievably hard to predict yeah. uh for and especially this this year the draft is the wild wild west of you think it's the wildest
0: one we've seen it's
1: the crazy i think it is going to be the craziest one we, we might ever see because From an
0: unknown perspective? From an unknown
1: perspective. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, There's also, like, you know, we're going to get into a little bit of news. Not a lot of like first round ranked players in this draft, too. A lot of teams are kind of, they want to trade picks this year for picks next year because they think the class is going to be better next year. There's still some very, very good players in this class, of course, but um, there's just no consensus. Like, no position is even like the number one pick. The owner and the GM are at odds. Uh, yeah, so talk
0: jam-wise. about this real quick. Talk about that the, this thing that came out here. This is such an oddity. I want you to explain it so everybody is... Maybe okay. people have read about it, but yeah, this is right. a wild thing between... Former 49ers, by the way, Trent Baalke, who was a GM of the 49ers. That's what these come from. And Jim Harbaugh was the coach. The days of Baalke and Jim Harbaugh's hatred for each other, it was built there. And apparently right. it's doing over to this year's NFL draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of explained it right there. The issue is, you know, Jim Harbaugh left San Francisco because he and Trent Baalke, who was the GM
0: for the
1: Niners at the time, Awful. did not get along at all. No yeah, one in San sucks. Francisco likes Baalke. Most of the people in Jacksonville don't like Baalke. Apparently, Shad Khan does like him, though. So the rumor is, um, Mike Renner brought this up on um, on PFF uh, earlier this week. The the and this is not even a rumor. This is just logic. If if you look at it, the logic is Trent Baalke hates Jim Harbaugh so much that he doesn't want to make a Michigan player the number one overall pick in the draft because I love
0: that type of like hatred. By the way, that petty type of hatred. It, I'm all about that. That is next level to <laughs> not take the best player because it would give credit to a person you hate. That's right. amazing. And so Do you uh, believe that, by the
1: way. No, no. I, I think when you're in bulky's position, you can't afford to care about what team or who they played for, whatever. If that's the best player, if you're bad enough to be getting the number one overall pick, you need to take the best player on the board. The player that's going to do the best for your franchise. So, So the
0: rumor is that he hates Harbaugh so much, they would not take Aiden Hutchinson and they would take
1: whom. The real rumor is uh, that Bulky likes Trayvon Walker, the edge uh, rusher from Georgia, better than he likes Aiden Hutchinson. And Shad Khan likes Aiden Hutchinson uh, as the number one overall player. So, you know, I think if you're the owner, you let, to me, if I'm the owner, I hired the general manager for a reason. And you and I don't like Balky, but for whatever reason, Shad Khan trusts him. So you got to say, yeah. hey, dude, go make your pick. You're the guy I hired to do this. There, do your job. There's you know. a funny
0: quote. It's in the PFF mock, uh, and it's probably other places, but I'm just seeing it here, where they state they go, Balky said the selection is down to four players in a Friday press conference, but showed no particular love toward the famed Michigan defensive end, saying, mm-hmm. Aiden's a good football player. There's other good football players in the draft.
1: Oof. Yeah, it's a weird <laughs> thing to say, especially if you're planning on drafting Aiden uh, Hutchinson. Especially
0: if you're going to take him one overall, so you're going to treat seem, him like
1: that. Doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Seems like Trayvon Walker is going to be your number one overall pick out of Georgia, going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, so that, but the draft starts there, and we have no consensus on who is going one. Usually, that like we know who is going to go. They've even uh, started contract negotiations at this point. Now everything's slotted. You don't really have to negotiate that much. But this is where we start, and there's no consensus on who the top uh, The offensive quarterbacks tacklers. are in
0: question. There's no qu- yeah, oh, the, the, the quarterbacks t- are the biggest question. Well, that's what I'm saying is usually the quarterbacks kind of give us a little sense of what this first round could look like and players moving. There's no consensus. There's just chaos with quarterbacks, offensive linemen are over the board. The entire. Yeah, you're right. The entire draft does seem kind of flipped. The It doesn't seem like if you were to pull five GMs, you would even get any. The same of, five answers. Yeah. yeah you, you might get, get all different, different, answers, different answers across answers. the
1: board. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, Dane Brugler did a uh, I think it was Dane Brugler. Someone in the, the athletic uh, this morning put out an article about talking to, um, you know, a bunch of scouts that work for NFL teams and where they had evaluated p- specifically the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Um, they went through the other positions too, but we're talking about QBs and wide receivers in a fantasy episode. So, and, you know, the the consensus number one QB for them, and there was no consensus, but most of it was Sam Howell, which just surprised me. I wow. Sam Howell is good, but I don't know how you don't have Malik Willis as number one. In this class, Malik Wills to me is kind of, it's not easy, number one, but if you're looking for ceiling, he is easy. I
0: did see some of a funny snarky comment that said, man, Malik Willis was so good. He couldn't make it at Auburn and had to transfer to Liberty to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah,
1: huh? but Auburn uh, probably made a mistake there, right? Because Bo Nix okay. also transferred. So feels very you know, Trey
0: Lance-ish with Malik Willis right now, to be honest with you. But, you know what? Very similar. Very, very yeah. similar. And I think Trey it. Lance has better
1: raw skills, but Malik Willis is pretty good, too.
0: It's a positive or a negative. So uh all of that stuff. I just thought that was a really interesting rumor that was put out there that they wouldn't take. And uh, like, again, we're going to be talking about some of those mocks. We'll see what the big mocks did and what um Bogman, Erickson, and Debro all did over on Fantasy Pros. In our mock draft portion, we'll get the top 10 or top 12 fantasy prospects to be on the lookout for. And obviously the caveat with these, and, you know, Bogman's always pushed back on the the crazy conversation around these guys pre-draft is sometimes silly um, because of the movement that happens. I mean, and we've, a prime example was a couple years ago when, you know, it was Jonathan Taylor's game and still Jonathan Taylor's game, by the way, you and I held to it uh, where everybody else wasn't, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire jumped from like you know i don't even remember at the time i want to say he was probably like this eighth or ninth or tenth prospect overall you know probably fourth or fifth at running back and because he went to the chiefs guy vaulted up to like number one yeah. or two on everybody's board because of what happens that's the type of volatility that happens with these drafts and we're probably not going to see too much different here you know like it because, is it's because the be. running backs and wideouts, <clears throat> there's an open field because they don't go high they could almost go to anybody and and everybody's right. running multi systems that it is almost impossible to project, especially running backs. You know, wide receivers a little bit easier. Running backs are really tough to project. And they're the wild cards that can jump from being the 10th option to, you know, the number one option.
1: And and the reason the running backs are so unbelievably hard to predict in, in this season specifically in this class specifically is because the value of running backs is plummeting in the NFL. We've seen like the last seven years or whatever. The last seven Super Bowl champs have the, their running backs either been on the rookie contract or making less than a million dollars a year. Like that is the the level of care that the NFL gives towards running backs anymore. So we might not see one in, in drafted in the first round. I think we will. Uh, I think we'll see one go in the first round. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and tight ends.
0: amazing names I want to point out and running backs that are later. Amazing college names to see how they translate. Yeah. Like Spiller and Cooks. I mean, there are some big names that are sitting out there that given the right situation, guys that could go in the yes. second or third round that could become not only top five fantasy options, but become like legit running back options yeah, you in have, the NFL.
1: you have your two good backs in Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker in this class. Those are the two like upper tier, kind of doesn't matter where they go they're going to be valued fairly high. Then you have pretty much everybody else in a role. They're going to get a role somewhere. Some of these guys are going to be uh able to earn a three down role, I think. Uh but some of these guys are just going to have a permanent passing down role or a 1-2 role or a goal line back like there's a lot of those guys. Tight end very similar, wide receivers different. We're going to see five wideouts go in the first round at least. At least I think we're going to get more than that potentially uh, because there is so much skill in this wide receiver class. Uh, But yeah, there's, there's just football so volatile. And this, this, this year's draft is so volatile volatile because there is just no consensus on anything. Even everyone agrees the top five wide receivers are great, but no one can put them in a, this is, this is the number one guy that we like. If I have to lean towards someone, Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams uh, is going to end up being my number one. Traylon Burks has been my number one, like for, uh, you know, most of the off season. I I have those two kind of in their own tier and then the next three guys after that group. But um, yeah, man, it it is. It's wild, wild west
0: time all over the place. And that's why even destination can play a role. If where Jamison Williams goes compared to where Traylon Burks goes, it could open up a whole nother ball game. I mean, at the end of the day, Wideouts are interesting in that, like, even regardless of destination, the top guys, they just kind of shine.
1: They're less dependent on situation than other positions. Tight end is yeah. real big. Running back is running Jackson. back. is the uh, but, but I mean, wide receiver, you're still attached to the quarterback that throws you the ball, the system that they use, plus the depth chart. So yeah. it, there's still a lot there.
0: Well, uh, my 49ers could be a team that's drafting a first round, uh, a first round wide receiver. How does number 20 else.
1: overall sound to you? you I like think number
0: that? 10 sounds a little bit better. Um, scumbag Debo Samuel dead to me, (laughs) absolute dead, uh, scumbag Samuel I'm over him. He used to be my favorite player. He's dead to me in every right. Hope he gets traded and he wants to be traded. The show though is, will he be traded? Are the 49ers going to bend? Uh, he doesn't, I mean, he's tweeted multiple times, nonsense in every other direction, we still don't know, is it money, is it usage, is, does he hate uh, Shanahan, Does is there a bulky type player there? We don't know what it is, because he won't say anything, he just wants out. So good riddance, get out of him. And the number one rumor going out right now, and I would love this, uh, this is what I want from a Devo Samuel trade. I want him to go and just die a football death, if you will, with a <laughs> horrid team. That's what I want, I want him, to live in a horrible place where he gets four wins a year is never successful. I wish all the worst things on him. And the Jets are apparently the number one rumor as they are quote, all in on him. This is coming from multiple sources. Uh, Niner Nation is one of them, saying that the Jets are all in and they are potentially looking at the number 10 overall pick in a trade for him. There was a rumor, uh, Schefter had said The jets had offered the 35th 38th and the third round 69th in a tyreek hill potential trade that did not go down and i don't know why this would necessarily change now but maybe it's because they have more control over the money or god knows but there the rumor is that the jets are all in they want debo and they might be putting the 10 out there the last i looked though of betting odds though boggs was the colts were the number one one in on debo so the first question is, does Debo get traded pre or on draft day? And then it is to whom with all these rumors. I, I
1: have such a hard time with this because in my mind, I think there is no way I trade Debo Samuel if I'm the Niners. I just don't do it. I'm, I know, you know, uh, Mike Tomlin has used the phrase and, and, you know, Tomlin would definitely trade him. We want participate. We want volunteers, not hostages. That's what he says. We don't want to hold someone that doesn't want to be here, get rid of them, whatever. I feel like this is mainly about money and that this problem can all be solved if you just drop a bag on him. Does and not
0: it, seem like it. I mean, maybe so, not. He would shut up. He would shut up more and it mm-hmm. would just be quiet and say, I, I want to get paid and I deserve to get paid. Blah blah. blah. It, this seems so, way beyond. He's just like trashing the Niners.
1: Right. So if it isn't, then you have to trade. him. So I, I'll say I was leaning no last week we talked about it on the radio show now i'm leaning yes uh cuz it seems like it, more and more animosity animosity is being built up plus we're getting these if you can get 10 overall for debo pull that trigger do it yeah. immediately i i think you know <laughs> your number one wide receiver on the board is probably still going to be there the if they have actually offered this and it's not done the reason why is because the niners have a specific wide receiver they want and we're gonna have to see on draft day if this guy is still available at pick number ten. Jameson that Williams. is, it could be Jamison Williams, could be uh, Drake London, whoever. Garrett Wilson. Uh, well, they're all good. I, I think if if you're the Niners, and you can get ten overall. You gotta do that trade. You, you gotta think do so? It.
0: You don't think it should be more? You don't think they should be like first and a third for Debo? I mean, Debo I is. Did,
1: you you might get you might get another pick, but just think of you know the the team is going to have to first of all you're giving up a top ten pick. If you're the Jets, you give him up and you're oh, going to have to so drop happy. a bag on him. You're going to have oh, to pay him it. a ton of money. Oh, so you're giving to up to die. Love you're giving it. up a, a, a high top 10 pick. Plus you're going to have to spend a bunch of money more than you would on that rookie contract. So I think, I think that's about fair. Everyone's what saying, well, you value- have to hold out for the, you know, for the, you know, what the chiefs got for Tyreek kill. I don't think you're going to get to first. And I understand that that's what teams want, but you know, if you can get away with a first and a third or whatever then that's what i'm doing but i i would do it straight up for the 10 pick uh,
0: so just real quick with the jets i'm going to give you odds here what would his fan what would debo's fantasy value turn into if he were a new york jet
1: it would be tough it would definitely be lower you know it would lower cause Zach, because zach wilson i still like zach wilson i'm still in on him but you know this they is will it. not
0: use him this is the other thing i mean to jump in but like from what we are gathering Right, he will not be used as a running back. He wants right. to go somewhere. He so this is only wide receiver Debo only who he led, loses value he led, led the NFL in yeah. drops. By the way, just want to point that out. Led the NFL in drops, loser. Uh, well. But he's the best in yards after catch. But he goes. Christian Watson is
1: about to lead the league in drops. So don't don't even worry about that. All right, so
0: but <laughs> so where like I don't even know where you had him before. Let's say you had him at wide receiver five. Where do you? think Yeah, he,
1: he he's got to go down, dude. Uh, what is he? Let's look at Fantasy Pros ECR real quick, to, just to see where he is right now. I think he's going to be around 6 or 7. Um so I mean just flat out as uh you know a guy that's going to lose a lot of his touches, he's going to have to go down. Right now currently he's sitting at, at 5 5. At five. Well, that's
0: PPR. That's standard. And PPR he is 7. 7.
1: All right. So Above now that he's not cup, being
0: Oh, Jefferson, Chase and Adams are tier 1. Tier two is Diggs, A.J. Brown, him, Lamb, and Hill.
1: And by the way, the Jets have also been rumored to be in on A.J. Brown. So that that's another kind of wrench to throw in here because A.J. Brown not causing as much noise as Debo, but still in there. So I think if, even if he stays on the Niners, you're not going to use him as much as a running back. So he's probably got to go at least below Lamb and Hill, right? I don't know if I would put him behind Keenan Allen. That's a Maybe. Um, I wouldn't put him behind Mike. Well, maybe you could put him behind Mike Evans. PPR is a little
0: tougher. Man, if Hill wasn't in Miami, I'd put him behind Waddle. But Waddle takes a hit. Right, right. Obviously.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he probably goes. I think the lowest he could go is 12. So he's still a wide receiver one, but not the wide receiver one that that were, you you know, that we came accustomed to seeing last season.
0: So the odds. um, This is an article on NBC Sports, I think. Oh, when were you? Article. Were you today? This is, yeah, within the last couple hours. Uh, points bet has odds out there for you. The number one is the New York Jets paying plus 300. The Packers, Saints, and Eagles are the next, all at 400. Colts at five. Chiefs at six. Patriots at eight. Falcons, 1,000. Browns, 1,200. And then Bears and Cowboys at 1,600. So destination. Where do you think he goes?
1: If I had to guess right now, I would say, I would say New York.
0: Oh, it makes me so happy.
1: <laughs> I mean, but uh, I don't understand why the Colts are so high. They, they, they don't have, um, they don't have a first round pick. They have a second and a third. So you're going to be trading for next year's class and not getting a wide receiver back this year of his level. I mean, you know, you, you could still draft wide receiver but you don't have a first round pick either you pick first in the second round because of that trade lance deal from
0: last year. oh you know what niners at the end of the day they may not even look for a first rounder they may look for an extra second and a first next year and a player you know if they can get another second rounder they can pick up a great wide out in the second round if they can get a first next year that's better talent
1: remind me were there michael Pittman rumors uh to the niners uh, pre-drafts you remember oh, it at I
0: all? I don't remember. I don't remember any Michael Pittman. I because was, for me,
1: it would have to be like Pittman in a first. That that that's what you. Yeah, but I at.
0: think the Niners would entertain it if it was like a second, a first next year, and then like a player. Okay. You know, like something that maybe a cornerback or something, because I think you can you can fill that Debo void in the second round. The problem is, is they have a super late second round trade so, back
1: for DeForest Buckner. That'd be hilarious. I
0: feel like, uh, unfortunately, I feel like another one of these teams is going to jump in. Um, Eagles wouldn't be bad you know if the if the Jets decide they want to
1: take you know a different position or a different wide receiver at 10 and you know or the Niners are asking for too much asking for the 10 plus more and they don't want to do more than that the Eagles have two picks in the first round which you know easily one of those could be flipped you know the Packers have two picks in the first round now after trading Devontae Adams so uh, they could easily trade one so there are many landing I
0: feel like the Packers are definitely an opportunity Ooh. And that would be brutal if that were to happen.
1: Yeah, I—that's, you know, you talked about the Cowboys on the radio show and how you did, wouldn't want to trade him there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, but I—the Packers would be just as bad. He just beat the Packers in the playoffs, thanks I, to Debo. Debo was a too, big part of that.
0: To that point, that's why I think you you don't discount the uh, Chiefs either, but I think the Jets make the most sense. So those are the yeah. rumors, and God willing, he's traded to a horrible place where he never <laughs> succeeds. And number 20 I um, There are a couple other Pittsburgh. rumors. I like. uh, speaking at a pre-draft presser, Chiefs GM Brett Veach noted that the team only has first-round grades on uh, up to 18 players, 16 to 18 players, which is kind of interesting.
1: That's rough. I mean, this happens every year where, you know, you'll see – uh, the draft elite guys say, well, I only have first-round grade on X-round yeah. players. Well, 32 guys are going to the first round. Sorry to tell you, but that's just the way it is. So, But that's also um, what
0: sparks guys moving and trading down and stuff like that.
1: Right, right. So it looks like the Chiefs could be a big mover. And if that's the case, you might it might be ultimate wild, wild west. We might have to get uh, Will Smith in here smacking people. It's going to be so wild, 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 wild west. In can here, because draft out your mouth, <laughs> because if there's only 18 players, if you're sitting at pick 26 and 16 of those guys are gone, you only have two first round grades left. You're going to want to trade up above someone or just faster to get the guy that you yeah. want. So if that is that's like a little sliver that can translate to a lot of teams. So it looks like there's going to be a ton of movement going on in this draft.
0: Uh, some other notes. Uh, SNY is reporting that the Giants are more listening than shopping. Kadarius Tony, that was another one. I was like, man, give me a First rounder and Tony for Debo, and I'd be super happy. Send him to a wasteland. I love Kadarius. I would love
1: Uh, that. That would be a great trade. I mean, Kadarius Tony was a surprise to go in the first round last year. I always liked him, high motor guy. Um, You kind of have to invent a way to get him the ball, which I think would be perfect in your Niners offense because that's exactly what they did with Debo. Not the most crisp uh, route runner out there, all all that stuff. So you know, you just find a way to get him the ball. I think that is a perfect fit for the Niners. Um, But this is also this is a new coaching staff coming in and just not liking Kadarius Tony or the other way around new coaching staff coming in and Tony not liking them. And he yeah, wants out. I so think it's, probably them it's a strange like situation. I, the, he's way less likely to get dealt than, yeah. um, than Debo Debo is probably like a 80% at this
0: point. Uh, Matt Lombardo said the Seahawks are still very much in the mix on a trade for Baker Mayfield, which could affect draft stuff. Seattle times reports that the Seahawks remain unclear if, or when Chris Carson will be available And pro football talks. Mike Floria believes no one would be willing to offer the major assets that would uh, take to acquire Kyler Murray and pay him like an elite quarterback and all those Murray trade rumors that are out there. So uh, just a couple other notes going into draft weekend Cardinals, probably not making any big moves. The Seahawks one is really interesting because, you know, I believe in one of the mocks we're going to do, you have a quarterback going to the Seahawks. And I think a lot of people assume out of the first two rounds, the Seahawks will be taking a first round of a quarterback. And that could theoretically change if they were to acquire Baker Mayfield. I mean, they still may do it. Sure. Like what would make more sense is for them to acquire a Baker and have a guy like Malik who might need some time to develop perfect. that would make the most sense.
1: That's perfect. And something that came down just before we start recording here was that um someone reported, I can't remember who it was, uh forgive me, but um that the price could come down on draft day for Baker. And I think that's kind of the deal. There was what also the, hell is
0: the price. What is the price on Baker right now?
1: It's gotta be cheap, man. Like and there was there was a rumor that the uh, the NFL as a whole might be blackballing the Browns for trading for Watson and then dropping so much guaranteed money on him. Like it makes the NFL look bad, and owners are pissed right now at the Browns um, so, and so are less willing to do a trade they're, with they're them. They're going to try to
0: make him pay more, or just
1: – well, they're going to they're going to try to just make them.
0: They're Kaepernicking uh, him.
1: Yeah, kind of. the 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 franchise as a whole, and, and um, it's really it's an ugly looking thing because they gave. Um, Deshaun Watson's contract. For those of you that have uh, read an article or deep dived on it, um, it's 30, 30, $40 dollars for this year. Thirty nine million dollars as a bonus. The way the 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 reason the Browns did that is because if he gets suspended, he loses game checks. So now his game checks are not taken out of his bonus. So he gets that thirty nine million. Regardless of if he gets suspended for the uh, whole year, and he'll. I mean, how else do you get a guy to? Bucks.
0: But how else do you get a guy to sign a deal in Cleveland like that? I mean, you don't, you don't sign a guy that's accused
1: of all the stuff that Deshaun Watson is. By the I way,
0: agree. Yeah.
1: New stuff uh, cropping up on him recently oh, too, really, which is not great. So more? I mean, little bushfires, but you know um, you have twenty-one of those uh, MFers already going. So uh, hey, that's what's it's two or three so more. Stupid. It's just so stupid, too. And, and this is what I, I finished off the radio show. I was talking with Bubba with this. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns, leaked that they don't want Baker Mayfield as our quarterback because they want an adult at quarterback. And they went and signed and traded for Deshaun Watson. Talk about flawed logic at the top fun. of the organization. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah, that's so, fun. Uh, but, but yeah, look, the the Seattle sure. thing, going back to the Seahawks, the the thing about uh, Pete Carroll is Pete Carroll doesn't give an f. He doesn't care what you think about his picks. Remember, they dropped uh, you know uh, an entire blimp of money on Matt Flynn and then drafted Russell Wilson in the third round and star Russell Wilson. I think I think they, they were Russell Wilson too, weren't they? Yeah. The, well, the, the the rumors were that they were. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if that was more smoke to make someone pay more or something, but they definitely were. But I think at the end of the day. My whole thing with the Seahawks is you can't start Drew Locke. Drew Locke sucks. So you're either trading for Baker, you're drafting someone, you're making a move at quarterback if you're the Seahawks because you can't go into the season with Drew Locke unless you're just completely punting this season, which they might as well do because they're rough right now and that division is brutal with the champs and the Niners and the Cardinals who are all good in it. And Seattle, you know, they were good for a long time and now are obviously rebuilding. But Pete Carroll, you know, Pete Carroll picking in the top 10 is just madness because he'll do something crazy. He's going to take somebody nuts. He might take Carson strong and no one would be surprised. So, um, well, I mean, everyone would be surprised, but you shouldn't be because Pete Carroll is such a crazy wild card. So,
0: um, who we'll knows? The first what time Dante Whitner would not be the first <laughs> time that he's done that before. Dante Hitner. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to Bogman's top 12 fantasy options out of the NFL draft, but you put together an interesting list here. Of team interviews and these were each team and the players that they uh, did their interviews with and sometimes we've seen it smoking smoke screen before but these are going to usually give you a pretty good insight into the type of players or maybe in a general range that they're going to be looking at and. A Majority of these are. I don't know if you were trying to just put offensive players because you also put defensive mainly. or okay, but I you put just, a couple you th- of you I threw put some put defensive a couple
1: of, in there just if that was the one position that, that they did, but mainly offensive players. So,
0: okay, so real quick, I'm going to go through the big quarterback teams that you've got okay. listed on here. The Texans only interviewed two quarterbacks, and it was Perry and King.
1: Which is strange. Like the, the the reason I pointed that out is because if you thought that oh maybe the Texans in the second round would take a QB, they're not, man. Davis Mills is their guy. So they're pushing the chips in with him. They're gonna see how it goes. And if he doesn't work they're out, they drop themselves next year, another
0: Davis Mills.
1: Well, D.R. King, Dr. King ain't a quarterback, so he's one of those, you know, few guys play quarterback all throughout his collegiate career. He's, just, he's 5'8", dude. He's not big enough to play quarterback. He can't do it. And he's a like a legit 5'8", not a Kyler Murray 5'8". He's actually like 5'11". Uh, he's 5'8". He's not going to end up playing quarterback. So EJ Perry is really the only QB they interviewed, uh, you know, in there that got publicized um, in, in their top 30 or whatever. So
0: the Panthers interviewed all five of the quarterbacks twice, Willis and Pickett three times and then you noted only five defensive players, only one pick uh, in the first three rounds, five uh, day three picks they've got. So all five quarterbacks twice, Willis and Pickett three times. Uh, Carolina is going to be drafting a quarterback.
1: Right. That's what I think, too. The interesting thing here is Carolina picks six, right? So, uh, But then what I just mentioned there in that sheet is that, yes, they pick six, but then they don't have another pick until 137 in the fourth round. And the only reason they have that pick is because Houston traded it to them last year in that Nico Collins deal to move up to get Nico. So I think if quarterbacks start to slip or if there's one that might be a little bit later, I think the Panthers are a prime team to trade back to get more picks in this draft. So if they like pick it, I don't think you have to take him at six. Maybe you do, but I trade back if I'm them. And then um, I acquire a couple picks in day two and then, you know, take Pickett or Willis or whoever it is that that ends up falling to them. But Sam Darnold is not working. They try to go all the way back to Cam Newton. It is a mess. So they got to take a QB, in my opinion.
0: Uh, Atlanta, the Broncos and the Commanders. I'm going to have to get used to that. Yeah. They uh they all interviewed quarterbacks. Atlanta 5, Broncos and Commanders 6 quarterbacks. The Commanders also interviewed 6 running backs, 5 wideouts and the Broncos interviewed 5 running backs as well. So Broncos and Commanders very offensive heavy. Atlanta 5 QBs they interviewed all teams that are likely to be taking a look at quarterback. Maybe you say Atlanta, you know, probably number one. I mean, like what's your strength here of the offensive players that Atlanta, the Broncos, and Commanders would be looking at?
1: Well, I think the commanders just they they have to they have to fix this offense. And that's uh kind of the point of listing these guys, you know. Uh Willis, they had twice, they had Pickett twice, they had Corral, twice. They had Sam Howell on a private Desmond Ritter on a on his pro day. So I think it's probably if they want one, it's between Willis Pickett and Corral, they're picking a number eight. So uh, Willis and Pickett could be gone uh, by, by that scenario. But also, like, they just need offensive players, man. They, they uh, interviewed a ton of offensive linemen, too. They need a lot of help on defense, too. This is one of the worst rosters in the NFL. I think the smartest thing for the, the Falcons would be to trade back and get more picks because the roster's so bad, you just have to add depth here. But also, you got to have a QB. So if there's one they like... I think it's gonna be out of that top three picking uh eight between Willis Pickett or Corral seems to be their third guy.
0: You've also got the other four teams with quarterback visits. The Eagles, five of the QBs, they also had seven wideouts coming in. The Saints interviewed five quarterbacks, six running backs, seven wideouts. The Steelers interviewed seven quarterbacks, four times they had Cody Pickett. They had Hal three times, Willis Ritter, Corral Strong twice. Kenny Pickett. and then the uh, what did I say? Cody. I said Cody. I said former Washington, uh, Washington 49ers. <laughs> Cody Pickett. Kenny Pickett. And the Titans, they interviewed four quarterbacks, five wideouts, and ten tight ends. So, <laughs> any, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'd be curious at your Steeler take here. Saints need it. Steelers need it. They've got to invest, but when will they invest? Steelers would have to trade up to get Pickett.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think they'd have to trade up to get Pickett. Uh Maybe. Um, because like we said, we don't know. We we've had everything from people saying only two QB two quarterbacks are going in the first round. And some people saying five,
0: I mean, the likelihood every mock draft out there, including the ones you have done on fantasy pros, mm -hmm. they would need to trade up.
1: Right. Yes. And that's what I, I think that people underestimate the desperation that teams have for quarterbacks. Like, Uh, Mike Florio saying that no team in the NFL would trade, give up the assets for Kyler Murray and then pay him. That is absolutely incorrect. I don't care. I know Mike Florio is more plugged in than anybody else, uh, probably in the industry. That take is wrong, because if you're telling me that the Panthers wouldn't trade a decent amount of capital to get Kyler Murray in there and also pay him, you are wrong. They would absolutely do that. They'd give up their first three picks probably for the next three seasons to get Kyler Murray in there and make it work. Uh, it's, just a, it's just a wrong take. Teams get quarterback desperate. The Panthers are desperate. The Seahawks are desperate. If Mitchell Trubisky doesn't work out, Steelers going to be desperate for a QB. You saw what are the... The, the Browns just gave up a ton of picks and gave $240 million to an accused rapist. That's how desperate they are for a quarterback. So you can't tell me that we're gonna have only two QBs go in the first round. That take is wrong. There will be at least three. You think three, from a talent perspective?
0: You think there's a from a talent perspective, it's worthwhile. I don't think, think there's a first round quarterback uh, in
1: terms of a talent perspective. So you think it's, there's
0: enough desperation? But
1: I think there's more than enough desperation for five QBs to go in the first round. I think at least three. We're getting three. It's it's Willis, it's Pickett, and a wild card. I don't know who that's gonna be. I don't know if it's going to be Hal, Ritter, uh, or Corral, but it's going to be one of them,
0: at least three. The interesting thing that comes in for that is that if you have enough teams, like the Chiefs, let's say, that say there's only 18 players that are worth a first-round pick, well, you've got teams like Atlanta, at 43. You've got Seattle at 40 and 41. I'm talking in the second round. Here. Yes, yes, yes. You've got a multitude uh, Houston, even if they not, I know they're not, but if they wanted to and then even just a tiny bit down, you've got Washington at 47. Those are guys in the top 15 of the second round that if they want to make that move, you're going to have teams 20, probably five and down, maybe 22 and down that are going to look to move out. You think the Packers are truly going to want to pay two first round type of cash no usually not they just want to capitalize where they can uh do you think the chiefs if they only have 18 first rounders they want to stick at 29 and 30 no right so to your point you might only have pickett and willis go in the top 15 but then you get around 25 you might see three quarterbacks go in that back end yeah if teams teams like atlanta and uh washington remember detroit's 32 take them
1: Detroit's 32 and everyone in their mother's projecting them to take a quarterback at that spot. I, I don't know. Um, from what we heard, uh, earlier, uh, I was watching, um, uh, the stock exchange, uh, podcast and, and they had, a a lions beat writer on. And he was talking about how he's like, Hey, look, the lions really like off. They like off more than the rest of the NFL does. So they're they need a quarterback and they understand that, but they're not in a desperation mode to take one. So I don't see them trading up. So they could trade out of that spot for someone to jump in and take a QB. Because if you're the lions, you're trying to get as many picks as you can to make this roster better. Cause it's garbage. Yeah. So, Uh, that that's a spot that could happen as well.
0: Here's some other interesting offensive ones. I'm going to just kind of burn through the jets interviewed all five of the big wideouts: uh, Williams, Wilson, Olave. They're taking one. They're taking one or they're trading trading it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: They're getting a wide receiver out of this draft.
0: The giants have interviewed seven running backs and eight tight ends. So you're going to probably see running back tight ends. go. You'll see
1: him take both of those positions for sure.
0: Seattle. Um, has had five wide receivers. Five of the seven were reported top 30 visits uh on the defensive side. They've also had some secondary guys. Uh going down this list the Patriots six wideouts. Here's this one. The Packers have interviewed nine wide receivers. You know Another they're looking team. to improve that position.
1: Another team that will 100% leave the uh the first Two days with probably two wideouts.
0: Yeah, and maybe it, maybe it's a Debo or maybe it's one of those big wideouts they're gonna be taking. The Cowboys, seven tight ends and five wide receivers. The same thing for the Bills. Seven tight ends, five wideouts, and Brees Hall was one uh that they interviewed.
1: Uh, another thing that that I wanted to mention here was that uh the the Bills GM was uh interviewed and he was talking about someone asked him specifically, um, you know are you guys against taking a running back in the first round? And he said, no, and I don't, uh, Brandon Bean is his name. I forgot it for a second, but Brandon Bean said, no, uh, we would, if we think that uh, there's a running back good enough to be selected at our pick, we will take one. So I think they're kind of sending the signals that they're going to take Brees Hall. I think this is almost as obvious as Najee to Pittsburgh last season. It's so always kind of dicey when you say stuff like that. Uh, most of the NFL does not view uh, a running back, uh, a first round running back in this class, but I think the Bills really like Brees Hall, so I think yeah. he'll be the guy that they take mm-hmm. in the first round, and it just adds that great offense, and that would be a awesome landing spot for Brees Hall.
0: For where the Packers have nine wideouts, the running back version is the Bucks. They've interviewed nine running backs looking. Makes for me nervous there.
1: about Leonard Fournette. Don't like yep. that.
0: Chiefs, three wideouts, Uh Bengals have been looking at tight ends. Colts are looking at tight ends. Niners have interviewed six running backs, as have the Dolphins. And uh, look for the Niners to take another running back. I think that's kind of a that's a gimme. They uh, have to. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, Mostert is gone. So it uh, looks like they would. Trey Sermon never
1: going to get on the field. So, yeah. They Selling you off
0: money. off air. I was like, give me uh, Cooks, you know? Yeah. Me- yeah. James
1: Cook would be a great fit there. Uh, him and Eli are kind of similar, but I think Cook. Uh, will last longer than Eli. That was kind of my worry about Eli getting the brunt of the workload for San Francisco. But if you split it between those two guys, I well, think that, this offense Give me Isaiah churns. Spiller
0: or Cook, please. That's what yeah. I'm looking for as a 49er fan. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, will one of those guys show up in this list? We're going to look at the top 12 fantasy options for essentially your first round in Dynasty if you play in a 12 team, what it could look like after the draft. And boy, it could also change like crazy. So don't go anywhere. We'll do that right after this. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork?
1: If you're trying to curse, you
0: can't hear. Full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt boss. The top fantasy options, which equates to running backs, wide receivers, maybe a quarterback or two, maybe a tight end or two, pending the year that we're looking at here. Um, Bogman, you have put together your top 12 fantasy options that are based off of assumptive draft spots right now and the biggest right. key here that you've said i would say i think it's fun to speculate i like the speculation maybe more than you do but at the end of the day this list can look wildly different on friday morning and on saturday oh, and, morning and on and monday for sure it will. and it will yeah. look different based on destinations you know not to just throw this out here but you know let's just for uh, argument's sake here you get a guy like Brees hall go to a spot where he's splitting you know, like right. even the San Francisco, like as great of a running team, that might be the one caveat to it. But you go and put him in a spot where he's in Dallas, you know, and he's going right. up against two uh, one, uh, another big star guy. That can lower that can lower the cost. Or lower Tennessee's the value
1: in that him. range too, like you know. So anyone sitting behind Derrick Henry is rough but they have to take the pressure off of derrick henry a little so bit. they're going to draft a running back
0: kenneth walker another example like one of those two guys value could plummet based off if they're blocked so of course these can change everyone shouldn't lose their minds about it so boggs let's start with the number one fantasy option the number one fantasy draft pick in first year player drafts for your football dynasties is whom it's still going
1: to be Brees hall uh, you know running back is a rough position it turns over Uh, All the time, there's a ton of wide receiver depth here, which kind of pushes down the value of the wide receivers overall, especially if they do land in good spots. Last year, last year was a little rough just in terms of fantasy. There weren't many uh, awesome landing spots for fantasy players this year. I think it's going to be different because there is uh, desperation for some of these teams. And um, we're going to see better landing spots, I think, overall for the prospects. But you know, the running back position turning over so much. Brees Hall's a three down back. He did it a bunch in college. I know there's a lot of people that don't like that, but you know, I, I think it's fine. You know, a guy can a guy can take not many carries in college and ruin his career by, you know, tearing up his Achilles week one, you know, just like anybody else. So Okay, um, so let me the, ask you this.
0: Let me ask you this on Brees okay. Hall. The the presumption here is the Bills. That's where I hope that's okay. But that's where most mocks are. That's where you are. So that's kind of how you're going to base this off of. Mm -hmm. So he's the number one guy. He's in Buffalo from a redraft perspective. Josh Jacobs or Brees Hall?
1: Josh Jacobs. uh, I think still Um, Josh Jacobs, I think is a
0: uh,
1: God. That's such a good one, dude. That's a very, very good one. That's fantasy Um,
0: pros tier three. He's the 18th running back on PPR. Is uh Josh Jacobs.
1: So I just did we just did a by low episode with Jamie Eisenberg on Fantasy Pros, and Josh Jacobs was one of my by lows because I think he's an RB1. Um, every year that he's been healthy, I think he's finished as an RB one. So um that's a such a good one because Brees Hall is also very good. I just think there's like even De- Devin Singletary um is not nearly the talent that Brees Hall is, but he's experienced, so he'll still get touches. There's nobody like that in uh, Vegas for Josh Jacobs. No one's taking stuff away from him. So for me, it's Jacobs slightly in that scenario. Okay. But that's that's a really good one.
0: How about uh, Elijah Mitchell or Brees Hall? Brees Hall. Okay. Um. Ezekiel Elliott or Brees. Zeke.
1: Hall? I, I'm. I'm still. I know a lot of people are off on Zeke. I, I still like Zeke. So, so I'm you, not. So
0: from a redraft perspective, you have him slotted between 18 and 20. So you have him as a 2 um,
1: probably yeah now, probably some fantasy
0: pro- i mean there might be a guy or two above i mean i can throw some out you tell me david montgomery saquon aaron jones cam Akers, antonio gibson nick chubb fournette and camara who is below who does Brees hall jump of that group? um of that group um okay Anybody? so just david looking montgomery, at yeah. saquon, he's aaron over Dave,
1: he's over montgomery uh, he's not over Saquon uh, who is the other one you said
0: Aaron Jones ones? Cam Akers Antonio Gibson Chubb Fournette Chimera. he's
1: over Akers he's over Gibson it, it, this is all assuming he lands in Buffalo yeah um, yeah yeah so he okay, he's so you got him myth. around he's 15 hard. you have a mid-rb2 yeah, yeah probably okay. rb15 yeah
0: from a dynasty perspective what is his range of running back since you know you got the utes in there is he under Najee I, oh, know. I feel yeah. like Najee's the marker here. Yeah, yeah, he's under Javante for sure. Uh,
1: still under Javante, yes. What about Kamara? He's ooh, Kamara's a good one. I I'd say he's still under Kamara a a touch probably uh, a back-end
0: running back one. In yes, 90.
1: back-end RB1. Yeah, that's just such a good landing spot. Because Buffalo's going to score so many points. Yeah, And you don't want to keep running Josh Allen at the goal line, so give it to the big back. So yeah, I love that landing spot for him.
0: All right, number two fantasy option from the draft is?
1: Kenneth Walker.
0: And, and we're going, RB.
1: once again, uh, on just relative position value, right? Uh, so many good wideouts. There's going to be a decent amount of good wideouts next year, too. Um, This is just a building trend we're going to see because you take your best athlete on the field. They're either quarterback or wide receiver starting from high school. Uh, So, you know, that's just what it is. Uh, So this position is going to get better. Uh, Kenneth Walker is the other complete guy. And the thing that uh, you're going to love about Kenneth Walker is big explosive runs late in the game. He is going to wear down that defense and then pop off at the end of the game. Um, The catching, Brees Hall is so much better of a receiver than Kenny Walker is right now that it has to go to Kenneth. Or it has to go to Brees Hall in, in, in my opinion. But Kenneth Walker has that, like he has that like Jonathan Taylor type of upside, not where he's going to be RB one, but that type of style where you're giving the ball to him 25 times a game. And then he's just running down your throat at the end of the game. Um, He could be frustrating too he, uh, his, his, he depends on landing spot more than Brees Hall, in my opinion, because if he's next to Antonio Gibson, the Antonio Gibson's going to still get the majority of the touches. Uh, Walker's going to be like your closer in the fourth quarter to run against tired defenses and stuff. But if he ends up, you know, uh, if he ends up in Atlanta, he is your guy that's taking all three downs from the get go. Is he ends that up the presumptive Houston, draft all spot three down right here? Yeah, I think Atlanta would be perfect for okay. him. So, yeah, let's put him in Atlanta for that. Uh, scenario. He wasn't asked to catch the ball a lot at Michigan State. He can do it. He's a little bit of a body catcher, so he needs to get better than that. He needs to run better routes too out of the backfield, but he's still uh one of the more complete backs. He's the most complete back that's not Bruce Hall.
0: Same uh redraft dynasty perspective. How much further down is Walker if we're moving down from um, redraft perspective. like here's one uh Michael Carter or um Kenneth Walker.
1: I would take Walker. I think he'll just end up in a better offense. Most likely. ETN, or Walker ETN uh, slightly uh, in in that scenario. I'll bet Um, you
0: he's going to slot right outside of RB two, probably in redraft is a high High RB three for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. What about dynasty? How, how further down from Brees hall?
1: Uh, A little further. I think Brees Hall comes into the league complete. I think there's a little work to do on Kenneth Walker. Um, Like I said, I think more depends on landing spot for Kenneth Walker than it does for Brees Hall. Brees Hall comes in and is the immediate starter behind, you know, uh, in front of almost all backs. I think Kenny Walker is in between that. You know, like I said, if he ends up in Washington, which why would he? But, you know, we've seen that many, many times where, why the hell would this team draft a running back? We saw it with Javante Williams when they signed – uh, Melvin Gordon. Everyone was pissed. Now everyone loves him, right? So, um, it, depending on landing spot, um, uh, I, I, I think he's going to be fairly high. So, uh, he, he is going to be around for a little bit too. So, uh, I am in on Walker for sure.
0: All right. Wide receiver run coming in number three,
1: uh, number three, this is going to be, I'm going to put Traylon Burks here because Jamison Williams is not Jamison Williams coming off the, the injury here. So, Uh, I'll put Burks in here for year one. Also, route running is never going to be I shouldn't say never. It's not going to be his forte because they didn't ask him to do it a lot at Arkansas. So I think um, this is a big landing spot uh, thing for Traylon Burks, too. But I just Philly makes so much sense to me. So stick him in Philly with Jalen Hurts, who's going to, you know, do a little bit of improvising as well. And I think Burks fits perfectly on the other side of Devontae Smith, too. And they're going to use him. He's very Debo-esque. He's much bigger than Debo. But he was asked to take plays out of the backfield, run reverses, throw the ball a little bit. He can can toss it a little and run a lot of short routes. Um, And if he gets behind a corner, it's over. He's got size. He's got speed. He will moss your ass. I love Traylon Burks.
0: How about this from a redraft perspective? Burks or Jerry Judy?
1: Ooh, Mm. yeah that's good uh give me give me burks i think burks is the bigger playmaker
0: so that's probably uh low low end wide receiver two for this year based Mm -hmm. on the destination that he goes to uh number four is not jamison williams which i think might be a shock to some people it is garrett wilson your number four so let's hear it
1: yeah i mean look um the Jets, the Jets could wreck this by taking Garrett Wilson here. But you know it would be awesome? Uh Debo Samuel gets straight to the Jets. The Niners take Garrett Wilson. I think he would fit perfectly. Great route runner, explosive playmaker. Williams. Um, uh n- well, look, Jameson Williams would be great too. Jameson Williams coming off the injury. So Talk I think about have- this
0: because you have him at five. So Garrett Wilson's at four, Jameson Williams is at five. What is the differentiating thing that Garrett Wilson jumps um, Jamison Williams?
1: It's Jamison Williams coming off the injury Uh, that that is what it is uh, for for me right here. We don't know. Is he going to, is he going to recover in time? Is he going to have a setback? Is something going to happen? So you might miss part of a a season and even, you know, he's going to probably miss rookie camp. Uh, We're hoping he's back for training camp. That's the hope for Jamison right now, but you know, he could miss a chunk of the season. So that's why I would put Jamison Williams here at three, even though he is my number one wide receiver on the board, you're probably not going to get him for a chunk of the season. So um, that is why Williams would be three, but uh, they're all all, the top five are great. All of them are great. And landing spot can completely shift this entire order. If Drake London lands in Kansas city, then Drake London is going to be at the top of the board. And he was, he's my fifth here.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, is this an end of a tier or was it Holland Walker? And then there's a big tier of these wideouts as we move to six and seven.
1: Yeah, it's Holland Walker first and then okay. the wideout tier because okay. and, and that's only I think the I think the wide receivers are better talented than the running backs. But these are the running backs that are good in this class. This and running back is a desperate position, a lot like we talked talked about for quarterbacks in the NFL, running backs in fantasy leagues are the same deal. Teams are absolutely desperate for them. So they're, they're going to go higher. And, you know, you put Brian Robinson in Atlanta, and now all of a sudden he's going to go into the middle of the mix of, uh you know, wide receivers that we have that are way more talented than Brian Robinson. But, you know, he's in the spot with the touches. So that's how it goes.
0: All right, number six, Chris
1: Olave. Uh, Chris Olave and Drake London, you can put him in that's here. that's number seven. Yeah, you can put him in here at the end of this wide receiver tier. Uh, both very, very good players. I just think that um, London, London has drawn concerns because of his—he uh, doesn't have the ability to separate as well as the rest of this class. But I mean, the guy is a former basketball player. He's a box out type of Mike Evans guy. But we've seen—you know—he's going to land somewhere between Mike Evans and Nikhil Harry, which is a gigantic chasm. I think he's a little bit better than his old teammate, Michael Pittman. I think he's a little bit better than Pittman. That That's where he is to me. Chris Olave, super fast uh, guy, good, good route runner, uh, very productive at Ohio State, probably should have come out last season and would have been a, a higher pick. Uh, also going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because Garrett Wilson's going to go ahead of him, his old teammate. Um, but he is going to be a high-end two or a pretty good number one For whatever team picks him.
0: So between Burks, Wilson, Williams, Olave, and London, this how much could this alter based on? Because you said like where they go isn't as important at wideouts, but how much can this alter based on destinations? Let's say that's a team Traylon Burks and Garrett, but let's say Traylon Burks and and Wilson go to really bad situations, Mm -hmm. and Olave and London go to fantastic situations. Do you see a, a a Perspective where you have Olave in London ahead of Burks and Wilson. Um, it would have to be specific spots for those two.
1: It'd have to be like Green Bay or Kansas City for those guys to go above them. But this is the tier, right? This is a tier. If, uh, you know, if the Cowboys draft Jamison Williams, well, they have C.D. Lamb, they have the running backs, they have everybody. It's a really good spot, but it's not as good as if Kansas City drafted him where they need a guy, right? Like they have Juju. Uh, and everything, but, you know, they had signed Juju to a one-year deal. Travis Kelsey's getting old. Mahomes is going to be there forever. So uh that is a very, very good spot for those guys. But this is very much the top five is a tier. So I could see scenarios where London is one and Burks is last, where Williams is last. I, okay. I could see them all flipping all over the place. They are a tier of wide receivers to me.
0: Number eight, someone I really like, but there seem to be some other issues, George Pickens.
1: Yeah, Pickens... Um Pickens has the talent to be in the top five for sure. But he uh, had an ACL injury in uh, 2020. So, um, by the way, all the numbers that he put up uh, at the combine, which were great, had a very high relative athletic score, were less than a year removed from ACL surgery. So um, he, you also saw him in the playoff have a couple of uh, great, great plays. The dude gets separation. He can go high point of ball. He's honestly one of my favorite players in this class. He's got off-field stuff too, and uh, what we've heard from scouts is that there are teams that have just taken him off the board because he's unbelievably immature and a me-first guy. So that is definitely going to hurt his stock. We've also heard rumors that he might not go, um, he might not go in the first fifty picks because of his off-field stuff, um, which I don't think he's had. He hasn't had like major legal problems or anything. He's just kind of a, a dick. You know, there's no other way to really describe it. He's just a me first, selfish type of guy. But what I'll say, and this is just the marker for every player in the draft, it takes one team to fall in love with this guy, one team. So if he goes in the first round, there will be no shock to me because he's a first round talent, but he's like a seventh round attitude. So probably a second or third round pick.
0: Uh, 9 and 10. 9, you've got Trey McBride. 10, you've got Jahan Dotson.
1: Yeah, so 9, Trey McBride. I don't see how he doesn't go to Tennessee. We talked about it earlier. Tennessee interviewed 10 tight ends, so they're taking a tight end. They have a late first-round pick. I, they could also trade out of that spot into the second round if they think Trey McBride is still going to be there, but McBride is kind of in a tier of his own. There's some people like Greg Dulkich from UCLA a lot as well, and they interview Dulcich as well. well. Obviously, they interview every goddamn tight end in this class, but um, I could see him easily in Tennessee, and that would really help, especially if they lose A.J. Brown because uh, Ryan Tannehill took a step back. Julio Jones didn't work, so you need a receiving option that isn't a wide receiver. So I think Trey
0: McBride uh, could
1: help a lot here.
0: The last two, uh, I don't know if you talked about Dotson there, Uh, Sky. Well, Dotson and
1: Sky Moore are kind of one in the same. They're they're super fast wide receivers. Dotson is, Dotson's going to be. He's like that. um, No one is Tyreek level fast, but he's like the tier right below to to me. That that on field speed when you watch him play in the Big Ten at Penn State against. Other Big Ten guys that are going to get drafted, he just looked faster. He looked like he got that Madden boost or whatever from whatever those dumb cards are. That's what Jahan Dotson looked like when he had the ball in space. Sky Moore, the same type of deal from a smaller school, most likely going to play a slot, which for Sky Moore, a lot of people like him. He is a slot wide receiver, but he played his whole career on the outside. So he is going to have a little bit of adjustment. That's why I have Jahan Dotson a spot ahead of him.
0: Sky Moore was 11 and Brian Robinson finishes it out at 12 of your top 10, uh, top 12 fantasy options.
1: Yeah, Brian Robinson, what I was talking about before, a first down thumper, first, second down thumper, big, big back. I think he can develop into more than that. I think he is closer to Josh Jacobs and people give him credit for. But he is at Alabama where they have a thousand five star running backs. So uh, he was part of a committee there. I think this dude could definitely do a little bit more damage in the NFL and we just got to cross our fingers because he's probably not getting picked till the third round. We got to cross our fingers that he ends up in Houston or Atlanta or somewhere where they're desperate for our running back would be a, a nice spot for him. Uh, but so, I think he has a lot of upside.
0: Two questions. Mm-hmm. No quarterbacks in your top 12. Uh, rarely do they really push great volume. We've seen a couple guys like uh, Burrow did it and stuff um is the talent not worthwhile and if this isn't if this is a two quarterback league does this get turned on its whole day oh yeah
1: it does yeah i mean uh it definitely does because there's talent there's a lot of talent uh in in these qbs here i think that uh, malik willis is number one if you're looking at ceiling because he's got a massive gun of an arm
0: but if this were a two quarterback would you put him at number one overall yeah I I mean, that's a wild run, though, to say one quarterback. He's not talented enough to be a top first round 12 overall. But in a two quarterback, he's the number one overall player.
1: You're just not desperate for quarterbacks in a one quarterback league. There's plenty of them. You know, there's uh, everybody needs 2 you know, 12 man league. That's 24 plus some scragglers hanging out there. So you just don't need them in a two QB league or a super flex league. That's, you know, there's not enough QBs. You become super desperate for them. So it changes so much. So Malik Willis, and even if we're talking about the skill level of a guy like Malik Willis is not good enough to warrant him at the top. The fact that he has so much upside and he holds so much value to other owners in your league, and you're going to be able to get so much for him from a QB desperate team. Make those quarterbacks all, uh, Jump way higher in vol in in value because there's not enough of them. So it's a massive change, but we don't know. We don't know who. Uh, we assume Malik Willis is the top quarterback off the board. It could be Pickett. Someone could have fell in love with Corral. I know. Doesn't well, necessarily teams-
0: who's the first quarterback off the board. It, it, from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be destination most likely, and right. of course, um, uh, time period of when they're going to be able to play.
1: Right. In this class, I think there's enough good running backs and wide receivers to not want to take a QB. You could put one uh, like if if you're a QB team that you need one uh, because it's a deeper league. Maybe let's just call it a 16 man league and you don't have anyone. Then, yeah, I'd probably put Malik Willis right where Trey McBride is at nine, something okay. like that. But I just uh for someone that is OK, you have Kirk Cousins and you're OK with him. I'm not going to be taking Malik Willis because there's just not much more meat on the bone
0: than there is last question who um, whom or who can take the biggest jump here that didn't make the first round like who like if there's a guy that you really wanted to put in the top 12 that's great Mm. or based on destination who or whom are players that you think could rock it.
1: OK, so someone that I didn't put in this top 12. Well, series. it's
0: kind of a two part question. If there was someone that was close to being on this, but you had to decide, ah, I'm going to go Brian Robinson over him. Or it could be a guy or two a running back wide receiver that where they get drafted would rocket them into the first round.
1: OK, um, the second question is probably a OK. Well, one. you know what? And I left the guy off here. I should have put in Christian Watson should have been at 12. Uh okay. over Brian Robinson. So Christian, okay, so that's Watson, Christian that, Watson, that's the guy. Brian Robinson. Cr- Christian Watson is the guy because if he lands at Kansas City, I mean, the guy uh unbelievable, uh, unbelievable combine, just great size and speed. The question is because he played at a small school, is he that good? And unbelievably high. His drop rate was like 12%, which is insane. Guy's got stone hands, it's got Eric Ebron level hands. Uh, when he can get wide, wide open, so he's gonna be a frustrating player to own. But Watson is gonna, uh, Watson is a guy that can uh make a huge spot. And plus, I would say spots are different too. Like you know, uh, Atlanta, Houston, for these running back situations that are really, really rough. Like if Damian Pierce ended up there, or Isaiah Spiller ended up there, they're gonna uh, you know, vault a ton. James Cook ended up there. That's what I was
0: curious if any of those backs. It's more
1: scenarios it's more scenarios in the player because the the players are kind of um, after those top two running backs specifically, they're all kind of intermixed into what type of skill do you like? So uh, it's more about spots than the players themselves. Um, But yeah, I mean, like you said, this is going to change wildly Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. So,
0: Uh, well, as it changes, mock drafts will change. Let's go take a quick look. At some of the mock drafts that we have leading up until the final one, uh, just a couple to take a quick glance at right after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry. Oh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
1: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Huh? Who would have thought? thought? Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. The box, we have three mock drafts. We're going really to on the offensive players. You've got one in Peter King, who is very dialed into the NFL. And, you know, I think Peter King, he'll right tell here. you here. Yeah. Yeah. He'll tell you. But also he's going to just put up what everybody else is telling him. I don't think this is like his analysis. This is going to be true, what GMs are telling him and what, right. whatever, which could be true or it could be speak that they want narrative. Of to course. There.
1: Of course. Uh, the, that's the one thing I don't, I don't, particularly care for peter king that much um but he'll tell you i speak to nfl gms and uh scouts and owners and players like he is plugged into the league so when he says something you kind of have to perk your ears up like you said yeah teams could be using him as a smoke smokescreen 100 percent. but you kind of have to pay attention to what he has to say because he is so plugged in
0: we've also got a pff mock from austin gale uh, obviously over at pff uh, which was posted on Monday. And then uh, maybe a quick comparison. I want to get your take on the mock draft. You guys did now, obviously McShay and Kuiper and them, they'll have updates probably day of, you know, they usually do like one day before or that morning they'll do one. And we're not doing it as of this morning, but you want to hear all the rumors, make sure you're part of in this and you could do the live stream with Bogman, which I don't, I forgot to ask Bog, how early, how much before the draft are you starting?
1: Probably about 30 minutes before the draft. Okay. I'll jump in when they're doing all the red carpet, you know, interviewing all the moms with the players and, and all that good stuff. It's so that'll be time for final rumors. Yeah, that's right. Final rumors. Uh, you know, we'll see a Laramie Tunsil uh, bong rip or something going on yeah. uh day of the draft. That stuff always happens. So
0: All right, so the Peter King mock, uh, I do want to point out, it starts off with Trayvon Walker, as you mentioned, number yeah. one. Uh, I want to take a look here. I think every single mock has Trayvon Walker going one. So that... Regardless They're of that coming rumor, a little
1: more consensus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That seems to be a little bit more consensus. Um, also of note, Kyle Hamilton going seven. I find interesting the number one offensive player, offensive player taken. And Peter King's mock is at eight by the Atlanta Falcons in Drake, London Boggs.
1: Yeah. You know, what's so interesting about this pick is that I think it's a better fit for Drake, London to go here and, then uh, to some other teams because they have QB issues and particularly Marcus Mariota or Baker Mayfield, whoever it would be accuracy issues. And Drake London is that big type of wide receiver that can make a questionable throw accurate because he can body up a, a defensive back or a linebacker or whoever get in front of him and make that catch. So in terms of what the wide receiver can do versus what they have on the team, it almost seems like a perfect fit. Um, so this is an interesting pick by Peter King. I think it's well thought out.
0: And in this scenario, is this one of those where London would move up, move up the ranks for you um, if he were to go to, I mean, I guess we need to see how it all the rest of it plays out.
1: Yeah, but. probably not. I think I would probably stick him where I have him just because now he's tied to Marcus Mariota. It is. It's nice. Yeah. in the fact that the Falcons are probably going to be losing most games and he'll uh, have a big chunk of garbage time, his rookie season and he won't need to be so unbelievably polished with his routes. Um, and, and, you know, it's going to be him and Pitts are basically the only two options there. So I would like it for him, but I don't know. It, it's not going to skyrocket his value or anything.
0: So at number nine, he has a projected trade. He projects uh, again. You can check this out at Pro Football Talk dot Sports. Don't want to take you know his content, uh, blah, blah, blah. But we're looking at offensive players. He projects a trade where the Texans trade the 13th overall pick in an early third rounder to the Seahawks for the ninth pick and they take Garrett Wilson.
1: Uh I love this because if you're if you're the Texans, what you want to do and Davis Mills is obviously obviously their guy. We talked about the only QB they interviewed at all was EJ Perry. So because Dear King ain't gonna play QB in the NFL. So um you know they need to get skill position players. I think Garrett Wilson is an excellent pick for the Texans and, and Davis Mills. Once again, though, this isn't going to raise his stock. Going to Houston is is it's nice for garbage time. It's nice to immediately come in and be the number one option, but it's not going to raise his stock because it's not putting him in a uh, unbelievably awesome offense or anything.
0: Very oddly specific trade, too. Very uh, specific projected trade. Number ten is, I think, one it's to get in front.
1: That it's to get in front of the Jets at ten because we know the Jets are taking a wide receiver. Whether it's trading one, they interviewed all of them a million times. So that is why you do that trade if you want to wide out it
0: I'm just saying it was a very specific trade that Peter King put on here, like the projected, yeah. da da da. Uh, but number 10 is Jamison Williams, who I think has been mocked there a whole bunch. Uh, Alabama yeah. wide receiver who's dealing with some injury concerns. And had he not having any injury concerns, I don't know. I don't know if he'd be the He'd probably be number the number one,
1: one. I know our boys, Debro and Pizza P, I keep comparing him to DeAndre Hopkins. I don't want to go out on that far of a limb, but he is very, very good jamison williams so and do you think uh,
0: this destination is like on point with everything we talked about you'd be good It this fits is his value yeah it
1: fits i like zach wilson too and zach wilson can throw a deep ball so i i like that uh comment. what
0: if the niners traded debo for this pick and they took jamison williams i love it love it even more
1: so because okay. trey lance can throw the deep ball too and the offense is already good so i i would love that
0: uh the 11th pick this is four straight wide outs uh, King has the commanders taking Chris Olave, Ohio State wide receiver at 11. Got
1: to get someone on the other side of uh, of Terry McLaurin, right? So, you know, and the rumor is, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but that they view Carson Wentz as more than a bridge QB. So if you're not going QB here and taking someone to sit behind Carson Wentz because he sucks, then might as well just surround him with talent. So I like this pick here too.
0: Uh, it's amazing. More wideouts. That trade King has with the Seahawks does not account to a quarterback. It has them taking Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, edge rusher. So that didn't, that's wild that that didn't happen. We go down to pick 16 for another wide out, Traylon Burks, Arkansas wide receiver going to the Saints at 16 Boggs.
1: Uh, love Traylon Burks. Love this landing spot too, because they already have a good running back in Camara. This guy can play on the other side of Michael Thomas, so he doesn't have to come in and be the number one. And that allows you to move Traylon Burks around a little bit more, which is exactly what you want to do with him. You want him in the backfield, you want him on uh, short routes, you want you want to throw him some go balls for sure because he has the talent to moss people. But I think this is a great fit on the other side of Michael Thomas.
0: So based on this. Your whiteouts do not change based on how the top five whiteouts went. Correct?
1: Uh correct. Yes, they're not going to okay. change.
0: Number eighteen. There's another projected trade here. He has the Eagles trading the 18th pick to the Packers for the 22nd and a late third round pick, and then the Packers take uh, Jahan Dotson.
1: Um, I like Jahan Dotson, and I like this landing spot for him. Uh, I don't see how realistic this is, though. Like, e- even if you look historically at what the Packers have done with wide receiver, they take the big guys. They take Equinemi and St. Brown, who's 6'4. They take MVS, who's 6'4. Devontae was 6'2. They take the big wideouts. They don't take the shorter, speedier guys. It's not something that they do. They've been mocked a lot to take, uh, you know, like a Sky Moore or Jahan Dotson if these other wide receivers go. This one doesn't make as, as much sense, but of course, if Jah- Jahan Dotson a passes for Marin Rogers, his value is going to move up. So this is kind of our first pick where I would see a guy move significantly up on my board.
0: Oh, you would. Okay. What's interesting is like you've kind of been like, I like this, I like this. So so far, what Peter King is doing, you like all of these moves. These are all positive. Well,
1: this in- one I don't like. I don't think. I, don't, I don't think, think it's the, real. I don't think it's realistic at all. And I don't think you're going to do that if Chris Olave is still on the board. You're you're not gonna take no.
0: Dotson. Uh, Olave went, didn't he? I did yeah, Olave, Olave went at 11. He went 11 to the Commanders.
1: Oh, that's right. Um, well, someone's still on the board, aren't they? Is that the no. six wide receiver gone already? That's
0: a six wideout. Uh, that's a six wide. They trade up at 18, and that would be the six wide receiver to be drafted, Jahan Dotson.
1: All right, well, I think Christian Watson's more realistic for them. So, okay, uh, I, I like Dotson better, but I think Watson's more realistic.
0: First quarterback going number 20 to your Pittsburgh Steelers, and it is not Malik Willis. It is Kenny Pickett, according to Peter King.
1: Yeah, uh, so this is a big thing, um, and this was after uh our uh Peter King printed this article here. Uh today Mike Tomlin talked about the competitiveness. And I don't think there's any doubt that Kenny Pickett is the most competitive QB in this class. Matt Corral also very, very competitive. Uh the that it was an issue with Sam Howell, I think so uh Scout said that you just, you know, he's not very loud. He's not a presence. Pickett, Willis, and um Pickett Willis and Corral, all big time presence in that locker room. Kenny Pickett, a Pittsburgh guy went to Pitt, has played at Heinz Field a million times. Even with his tiny little baby hands, I think someone's going to take, uh, take a risk on him. And I would not be surprised if it's Pittsburgh. Don't love the pick. I think obviously as a Steelers fan, I'm okay with Trubisky. I think there's better QBs next season coming out. So I would not waste a pick on Pickett here. Um, but I could absolutely see it happening. They interviewed him four times. So would they this clearly help his like
0: value it. at all? Or no, yeah, I, th-
1: I think no, I think it would help his value um, because you land in a good spot with good wideouts They'll probably be taking a wide out in the rounds two and three also uh, because of, uh, you know, just the depth that they have there and losing Juju. So they'll take someone also uh, later, but I it, it's fine. It was kind of for pickett's value. It's lateral, maybe a little bit of a boost just because okay. historically yeah. this team is good at taking wideouts.
0: Three more offensive players go in the Peter King mock at 29. The Chiefs take Christian Watson, who you've been talking about. I mean, and this skyrocket. is the, the, so where, where does Watson go into this scenario? Number one?
1: No, it doesn't go to number one. He goes over Dotson for sure. Um, he'll go over. He'll probably.
0: Ugh,
1: he'll probably go over. I mean, uh, still Olave. Like six
0: wide out. Okay.
1: He'll go over Olave for sure, because Washington's Which means London
0: rough. and Pickens, above London and Pickens. Um, you have yes. Olave. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, above above those guys. So he'd probably be like three, three or four. That's uh, the fourth,
0: because based on yours. That would be the fourth. Um, would you? Consider- I wouldn't put him ahead
1: of Burks or Williams. Would I was not about
0: to say. That. Oh, I was about to say Williams. Would you consider him over Williams? No, uh, no, I
1: wouldn't put him over Garrett Wilson either. Um, so I mean, I, four. I think a lot. I think outside perception, he might be number one, which would not be shocking at all. I would still have him behind
0: Burks, Wilson, and Williams for sure. Okay. So that would be like the sixth pick in overall dynasties, the fourth mm-hmm. wide out. Uh you have Trey McBride going to the Cincinnati Bengals, which I think you talked it's about. Very interesting.
1: Uh, I talked about him going to the Titans, uh, because the, the Titans are uh picking in here at pick 26 because they interviewed all the tight ends. But this is also a spot that uh, you know, Cincinnati lost C.J. Uzama. He left and went to the Jets. They picked up Hayden Hurst, who's fine. But Hayden Hurst is much more of a blocking tight end than a receiving tight end. So this would be your receiving tight end option. This would hurt McBride, in my opinion, because you already had the great wide receivers in Cincinnati. Plus, you have Hayden Hurst, who's going to be asked to block more often than Trey McBride is. So... This would hurt his value overall to me. I think Tennessee, much better landing spot for a guy like Trey McBride because they're they're receiver desperate. So obviously, you're going to have to have blocking tight ends because you have Derrick Henry. But Trey McBride's an okay blocker. He's not as good as Hurst. There's no one on Tennessee that would block him. Hurst will hurt Trey McBride in year one, I think, a little bit.
0: Uh, The last one is a projected trade where the Lions with the 32nd pick trade it to the Falcons for a second round pick this year and a second in 2023. And they select Matt Corral.
1: I like that pick for Atlanta. You get to sit him behind Marcus Mariota. Plus, skill set kind of similar, so you probably won't have to change the offense too much. So that is a decent pick there as well.
0: All right, let's move over to the PFF mock draft, which Austin Gale put up today. You can check it out at PFF.com. Go and check out the entire mock draft. We're only talking about the offensive players, except to tell you that the number one and two overall pick are the same Trayvon at <laughs> one and Aiden Hutchinson at two. The first offensive player that shows up is at number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. This time Garrett Wilson. He's the first wideout to go in the PFF mock.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense too. I mean, you talk about wide receiver, desperate teams. Atlanta is absolutely desperate and you lose Calvin Ridley, you trade Julio Jones. So now, Kyle Pitts is probably going to be getting double cover. You got nobody else there. Plus, uh, uh, you know, a QB trying to put a dent in the NFL again, who had not worked out for the Raiders and Marcus Mariota here. Um, Yeah, they need someone real bad. So this This doesn't
0: really change any value, though.
1: No, it doesn't. It's good. It's good for him. It doesn't hurt his value at all to go somewhere and be the immediate number one. Uh, so it's good, but I'm not going to vault him up if he goes to it. Cause planet.
0: where did he go in the last one? He went to Houston in the last. Yeah. One, about the train. same. Yeah. Right.
1: Same, same level.
0: Um, this one has the jets at 10, taking the second white out and its Drake London though. And this is one I think you talked about with this. This would hurt value for you.
1: Um, yeah, I or mean, not vault. N- well, what definitely wouldn't vault him. Um, I, I, if, if Drake London goes to the Jets, it's just it's just so different um, because you already have you have your one of Elijah Moore. He He's probably your one. Um, Drake London is your size guy on the other side. Um, this all depends on if Zach Wilson is going to work out. So this is dicey. Uh, it, it's it's fine for year one. But, you know, if Zach Wilson doesn't work out, the Jets are going to be looking for another quarterback, which could be just detrimental to I mean, you know, you uh, know, Drake uh, or Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is probably valued less than he should be right now because they don't have a QB in Washington. So it's that type of scenario. It doesn't vault him. It's okay.
0: Check out this one. Number 11. PFF has the Steelers trading up. They trade the 20th pick and the 52nd and a 2023 third round pick. They select quarterback Malik Willis. Man, Um, all right. So I would be pretty pumped.
1: And I think this is a great landing spot for Malik Willis, too. You weren't pumped
0: gets, about Pickett.
1: Uh, no, uh, but I like Malik Willis way more than Pickett. You just love so the upside. I do. I, I love it's crazy upside on Malik Willis. It's insane upside on Malik Willis. You know, the dude has a rocket arm. He can move. This is a guy that, that can run not as good as Lamar, but he can be the next step down. He, he he's going to get uh, you're muted. He, he's going to get uh, all, all kinds of great um, rushing opportunities. Matt Canada's offense is going to adapt around him. Mike Tomlin has talked about how he wants a scrambling quarterback because, you know, they haven't had that in Ben uh, for a while. So I am, I, I would be, I'd be tentatively happy with this move. I just don't think it's a move that they make. So it, it, it would be fine. And I like Willis's value in this spot. I just don't see it happening.
0: I think, a piece of advice, a tentative move you should make. I feel like Malik Willis is a first round talent for you. And I feel like you're only doing it because you don't know where he goes, but I also feel like it does not matter where he goes. Any destination he goes, you are going to play the upside card. And I really think and I'm projecting on you because this is your list. Yeah. I feel like Malik Willis is a first round fantasy talent, even in single quarterback in your mind. If he were to go to the Steelers, would he not be a top 12 pick? Uh, he would be most yeah, likely. Yeah, that's what i I mean, but, but it saying, depends on well, where these
1: other guys land, dude. That's what why he goes doing to Atlanta. This.
0: What if he goes to Seattle? I think all of these are scenarios. I'm just saying, uh, they, Atlanta then, sucks.
1: Atlanta sucks. You don't want him in Atlanta.
0: What if Atlanta's they pick up terrible. some options? What if they what so if they were what? to get Garrett Wilson and they got Malik no, in the second? No, no,
1: no, no. So look, Atlanta is bad because Malik Wills is going to get thrust into starting by week five if he's in Atlanta. Because Marcus Mariota, Mark, look, Marcus Mariota is a guy that I think should get another shot, and he's getting it. He couldn't be in a worse spot. They have nothing. They have no running back. They don't have a number one wide receiver. They have a young, good tight end. Patterson. That's it. Patterson sucks. I'm, I don't want to hear it with Patterson. He ain't a number one wide receiver what? in the NFL. He's running not back. a number one wide receiver in the NFL. He's not. So And he shouldn't be playing Long running, running back. back. He's ancient. So don't, don't even start on me with that stuff. Malik Willis landing in Atlanta would be awful. Wherever he goes, he's going to have to sit for a year. If he doesn't sit for a year, he's probably not in a good scenario. So that is why he's not a top 12 pick to me immediately. I
0: guess I, guess I see your point. I think you are going to have Malik Willis as a top 12 pick when this draft is done. And I it, think there are more I very scenarios. Well could have. But I think there are more scenarios than not that make him a first rounder, and that's why I think Seattle
1: pre- would Seattle would. Carolina probably would.
0: Pittsburgh would. All teams that need quarterbacks. Pittsburgh
1: would. Okay, but these are teams that need quarterbacks.
0: But who are the Uh, ones that don't? Outside of Atlanta, is there another situation you hate?
1: Indianapolis could take him, and now he's sitting behind Matt Ryan for at least this
0: season. OK, maybe next year. season, but still, you, you know, not want him as a first round pick, even if he's going to take over at that spot.
1: Not if I need a running back, if I need a running back in some of these RBs land in these uh, RB desperate spots like Atlanta, like Houston, okay. uh, you know, there could be more value. I just it's always rough to try to take like, you know, people want to project Kellen Mond to, to be a good quarterback. He went in the high second round. If there's something that falters with Malik Wills, he goes on the back end of the first round, early second round for whatever reason that we don't know about. I and mean, to be
0: fair, Jordan Love. Like, look at Jordan. Jordan Love's a yeah, example of all that. There's
1: them. plenty of those guys that land in a bad spot and sure. just can never turn it on.
0: I'm just saying, I think Malik will be a top first. I think you
1: know game. what? in terms of me and my my stuff, he probably will be. You're yeah. probably right about that.
0: Uh number 12, they have the Minnesota Vikings taking Jameson Williams to go over. That's along.
1: interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. Boy. That would be that would be a really good spot for him to land because now. You gotta, you gotta. Who are you doubling up? Are you dubbing, doubling up Jameson, or are you doubling up Justin Jefferson? And also, Kirk Cousins is gonna be the quarterback. It seems like there for a while. Uh so that's a good spot. I mean, we're not gonna see a lot of Williams uh, this year. You know, tore up his ACL on January 10th. Um, so, uh, but I like this spot. It just, it makes so much sense for. And this is why they won't do it. It makes so much sense. And everyone has mocked corners going to uh, Minnesota because they are corner desperate right now. Uh, so Derek Stingley seems to be kind of your consensus. He's definitely going to Minnesota, blah, 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 all that stuff. So if Stingley moves up, um, he, he could. But this is very interesting. I think this is better for his long-term value. And on Minnesota just for winning
0: spot. perspective, this mock Stingley went seven. So he had yeah. already gone uh, in this mock draft. Uh, number 17, Chargers take Chris Olave. So he goes to the Chargers.
1: Yeah. Um, not a great landing spot, uh, in my opinion. Uh, the quarterback is awesome in Justin Herbert, but you have Allen there still. They just re up Mike Williams, uh, you know, so kind of a weird spot. I mean, it gives you a lot of weapons. This gives the biggest bonus probably to Herbert more than anyone and Eckler. You know, take a little bit of pressure off Eckler, move those uh, corners and or those safeties and linebackers back a step or two by dropping Olave in the slot on this team. Uh, it makes that offense scary in, in LA, uh, but I don't know how much it does, at least for Chris Olave's immediate uh, uh, future.
0: And interesting uh, at 19, Kenny Pickett ends up going as the quarterback for the Saints. So two quarterbacks inside the top 20. Yeah. I mean, this is this is
1: fine. It doesn't raise his value. Uh, New Orleans is a fine spot, but he still would be number two behind Willis.
0: In me. that Washington trade, they moved down to 20. They end up getting Traylon Burks at 20 via that Pittsburgh trade.
1: You know what? They should do this deal. Like if this is how it works out uh, for them and they can still get Traylon Burks at this spot and put him on the other side of um, of Terry McLaurin. I love this spot for him. And it also gives, uh, it gives Wentz a big target to throw to, um, and Wentz is a little bit of an improviser as well. So uh, I like that landing spot for him. So
0: only one more offensive player taken in the first round. According yeah, to the PFF offense blog.
1: is ugly, man.
0: Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. And it's, uh, 29, the chiefs taking Jahan Dotson.
1: Yeah. Look, uh, just like we said with, uh, Watson, uh, on the last mock, this is a bonus for him. If, if Dotson goes to play with, um, you know with Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes is used to that crazy uh you know uh insane speed that Tyreek Hill has Dotson doesn't have that nobody does except for Tyreek uh but Dotson can do a lot of the same things but uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much better than McCall Hardman he is because McCall Hardman really started to pick it up in the playoffs last season. He didn't do it during the regular season, but if you pay attention during the playoffs, McCall Hardman was, had some big plays, some big games, so it'd be interesting to see who is on the field more between those two uh, because they have MVS, they have Juju, so that third spot is going to be between Hardman and Dotson in that scenario. I think it would be Dotson. I think he's better than Hardman. But um, that's a bit of a question, but I do uh, for Dynasty. I really like that spot for first year, a little wonky. All
0: right. So for the final uh, one we're going to look at is the Fantasy Pros three person mock. It was was Joe wasn't involved in this, was he? No, no, he just. OK, was. so it was uh, Derek Brown, uh, Andrew Erickson and Mr. Scott Bogman for Fantasy Pros. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to list you off your guys's first round. And then you tell me something that you don't like, or you think that should change what happened because you didn't make all the picks, the offensive players. It went in the first round. It went Atlanta, Jamison Williams at eight. That was, I don't know who took that because the name isn't there, but yeah, at nine, Seattle, you took Malik Willis to the Seahawks at 10. You guys had the jets getting Garrett Wilson. And at 11, you Bogman had the commanders taking Kenny Pickett. So you had a quarterback in the top 12, We also had Drake London going to Philly at 18, which was a pick you made. Chris Olavi going to the Saints at 19, which Debro made. Traylon Burks to the Packers at 22. That was via Debro. You had Christian Watson going to the Cardinals at 23. You had uh, Brees Hall go to the Bills at 25. That was by Debro. Jahan Dotson going to the Titans at 26. You had George Pickens, uh, Pickens by you Bogman going to one of the Chiefs picks, and those were all of the first-round talented players, which I think was eight wideouts, one running back, and two quarterbacks. What do you think should change out of this mock after, Since It is like four or five days old.
1: Um, I Well, I don't think Pickens is going to go in the first round anymore. I thought just maybe because all those wide receivers had gone, uh, in the first round, we gave we put a lot of him in here, right? Uh so I thought maybe Pickens would sneak it in that first round after hearing some of the stuff. Probably not, you know, that scouts are not liking his attitude. He didn't interview very well, all that stuff. He's probably gonna fall. So probably not him. Um, is something that I remove. And that was my pick. So, you know, uh that that's what I'm taking away. I want Brees Hall to end up in Buffalo so bad. I hope this happens so much. I think it'd be a great landing spot for him. We talked about he'd be immediate RB2. If that ends up happening. So that is something I love. The rest of these, I mean, these are a lot of teams that are wide receiver desperate. I, I think the you know a lot of people I, I think probably gave me pushback on Watson to the Cardinals because they signed A.J. Green. A.J. Green sucks in his old. Uh so you know, sure, he's a body on the roster, but there's no way Christian Watson comes in and doesn't beat out. Yeah, oh, got rid of Kirk. Know, yeah, they doesn't uh come in and beat the corpse. Of uh, stupid AJ Green. He'd be better than AJ. They, they're going to use four wideouts anyway. So he would drop in there. Like you said, they got rid of Kirk. I think Rondell Moore takes a step up and DeAndre Hopkins comes back, hopefully healthy at this yeah. point. But this is a Cliff Kingsbury offense. They're going to take skill positions. You know, what is that meme? Is Cow Farm going to see cows? Uh, this is a, a spread offense. You're going to see wideouts. Why, so, uh, you know, uh, would um, why wouldn't they
0: consider Brees Hall?
1: I You know what? They might. I think. I'm why wouldn't they? Well, I think because running back is less of a need in a spread style offense they use uh in Arizona, you want wide receivers more and Christian Watson is just a giant target for Kyler Murray to throw the ball to. Uh so that's kind of why I
0: have him here, but Watson's going to be frustrating. He's going to drop do, the footballs. People are going to get pissed. Do you really think um I mean you did it, but I mean you took both those quarterbacks, 11 to the Seahawks, I'm sorry, 9 to the Seahawks, Malik and 11 Kenny Pickett. You after I think that can done.
1: absolutely happen dude <laughs> yeah I mean in uh first of all the Seahawks are just gonna do something weird We know they're gonna do that's what they do they do something weird I think Willis actually makes the most sense you can't have Drew Locke start the whole year you just can't he's terrible so I I did say that I don't want Willis starting. But if you start in the last month of the season to get his feet wet a little bit, I think that's fine. And I think that's something he can do if he ends up in Seattle, get his feet wet a little bit at the end of the year, going to next year with you have your quarterback, you have your wide receivers. Uh, you have presumably fixed some of your defensive issues on this team. Maybe you sign some free agents and now you're back to competing in this division. If Malik Willis works out, uh, it's a big risk, but you don't have a quarterback. You trade Russell Wilson, so you're going to have to take your risk somewhere. Might as well do it right now. So that's my thought process behind them. Kenny Pickett is just you got to have someone because Carson Wentz has bounced around to three different teams in three different years. He is clearly not the long-term answer. So you have to take someone and groom them. They've interviewed Pickett a bunch of times. Uh, I, I think that this is absolutely a possibility for them.
0: In the second round, there are only six offensive players taken. You accounted for four of them. Uh, <laughs> the first one was Erickson, who at 34 overall took Matt Corral to the Lions. At 37, you took Sky Moore going to Houston. You took Desmond Ritter at 43 going to Atlanta. You you accounted for all of the quarterbacks, I want to point out. I'm just noticing. Sam Howell, you put to Pittsburgh at 52. You accounted for every single quarterback in the first two rounds. I'm going to just peek at the third round. If well, Erickson,
1: a remember Erickson
0: took... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Four of the, yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, you're right. Also
1: second and third round, more of a collaborative effort. So we have our names okay. next to this, but well, we, we got on a Skype call and kind of went over who would take who. Gotcha. And so
0: Pittsburgh with Sam Howell at 52. And then the last two offensive players in the second round, Kenneth Walker, uh, Erickson had Atlanta take at 60, uh, 58 to Atlanta. And at 59, you had Trey McBride tight end going to Green Bay. So yeah. when you look back on that, what do you think?
1: Well, first of all, I don't think Trey McBride is lasting that long. So I think he goes earlier. I think if if Tennessee doesn't take him in the first round, they'll uh, they'll trade back and take him early in the second. So I think that's probably what is going to end up happening with him. Um, these quarterbacks all fit. You know, Matt Corral going to Detroit. Um, Dan Campbell is the bite your kneecap off. You know, he wants a fiery, passionate guy. That is Matt Corral. Matt Corral, you know, he passes the Dan Campbell vibe test 100%. So I think that uh, that is definitely something that could happen. Sky Moore to Houston, I think is great, especially because, you know, you have, this is a guy that can play slot. He can play outside. Uh, You want him more for slot, but in this first year, let's get him some experience outside. You know, let's move Brandon cooks to the slot. So now you have two good wide receivers or you could interchange them. That's fine. And you have your big red zone target in Nico Collins. I think it makes Davis Mills better if you add a wide receiver, um, like sky Moore in here and i think it's good for his value too ritter is a dart throw i think sam howell's a dart throw here in terms of quarterbacks if these guys fall um atlanta doesn't have one outside of mariota they're all terrible so why not uh and pittsburgh has interviewed sam howell a bunch of times i would not like it sam howell gives me major baker mayfield vibes so i don't particularly care for sam howell but they got to get someone i i you know I told everyone I'm excited about Mitch Trubisky. I think he deserves a second shot. I don't think he's a long term answer. I don't think the Steelers think he's a long term answer now. I think he's the bridge QB to whoever the next franchise QB is. And throwing a throwing a dart on Hal would not be surprising, uh, seeing how much they interviewed him
0: in the third round. Just a couple notable guys: Isaiah Spiller went 72 overall to the Seahawks. That was an Erickson pick. Brian Robinson went 80 overall to the Texans that was DeBro. Samir White out of Georgia went 81 to the Giants uh that was via Erickson as well. Uh James Cook went I jumped ahead here. Uh Rashad White out of ASU went 94 to the Chiefs via Erickson and Erickson also I was a me pick. That, that, that was you Oh, you that did that one, one? Yeah. Oh, okay yeah i
1: mean i know it said it says the guy's names so but we made these together
0: so oh, okay and then um james cook going 96 to the broncos that was when you and i were talking about off air uh i like running back
1: that's that's like a great spot for james cook in my opinion because you know you're not going to ask james cook to to take all three downs because he's mainly receiving back that's even what he was at um at Georgia last season, because Zamir White was your first second down back. Then you bring in James Cook for kind of change of pace. I think that in my opinion, James Cook can can work his way into a three-down roll. But this perfect is good
0: because
1: beca- it also a perfect niner pick. There's many, there's a couple spots. James Cook is probably not going to change his value, uh, depending on where he goes. He's probably gonna be that James White-ish type of third down back that that catches 50 balls and has you know, maybe 75 to 100 carries, something like that's probably what he's going to be. But There are a couple spots that James Cook could land and end up being their main productive back. San Francisco is one of them because they use multiple backs anyway. So to see him as a lead of a, you know, running back by committee would be great. To see him in Denver next to Javante, because Javante has never taken a full workload. He never did it in North Carolina. He didn't do it last year with Melvin Gordon there either. So maybe it limits his upside a little bit. But I think it's honestly better for him because I think if you go from having, you know, 15 to 16 touches to 25 a game, guy's probably going to get hurt. So I think Cook is a perfect balance RB there. I really like that pick. I like the Rashad White to Kansas City, too. There's a lot of upside on Rashad White. Uh, He compared himself to Arian Foster, which I thought was pretty cerebral. For a young guy like him to recognize his running style. He's a little bit bigger. He's kind of built like Arian Foster as well. And that offense is really good. And Clyde Edwards Lair has not worked out. So Rashad White landing there uh could be good. And I know forks up, you would like that
0: one for sure. I would also like that one. Lots and lots to discuss. Great stuff. You guys want to check out they did a podcast on that over on Fantasy Pros. You guys can easily find that. Breaking all the stuff down. They got some time stamped, uh, different conversation that we had here. And make sure you guys are with us in this league.com, which is just our Patreon sign up, $5 level or up, either one. And Bogman will be streaming on Thursday and Friday and Saturday for all the interim mm. draft stuff. Do you have set guests yet? Or... I don't have
1: set guests, but I will have
0: some. You guess, have theoretical sure. guests that just have That's to right. confirm?
1: I just have to draft them. So yeah, see if I get right. get a good landing spot for them, see if the times work out, you know, that kind of stuff. So
0: I will we'll 100% see. be on if the 49ers trade into the first round like if they if they you're trade get, debo like before if, the draft. if they
1: trade debo you're getting in for the niners pick for
0: sure oh i will shut
1: my mouth i won't say a word i won't make a peep i'll mute myself while the niners are picking so i will not interrupt yeah because your, you're always uh, like
0: 10 seconds ahead of me or whatever yeah so yeah not, yeah because i watch on the internet and you watch on live tv but um you get a box in your, in
1: your office what are you doing
0: you yeah, know well, i'm not like, like five bucks a I'm month with mean, the rockefellers like i have like 12 dollars a month Five it's not bucks. five dollars a month. I have like it a gajillion is. of these. Is it really? Uh, maybe I, I think need to like look.
1: It's like five, ten bucks a month. It's not that I much. We had a lot of
0: TVs in here. Kind of Rockefeller ish. But yeah. Well, yeah, with the Welsh Cave, the Welsh studio, maybe we'll do that. But uh you could be on the lookout for guests. I will probably pop in from time to time and it will be three days of just awesome football coverage where you can hang out and you can ask questions and all the, the killer stuff. So just make sure you lock in. You are also directly supporting us in us being able to do this stuff when you do it. So we hope to have you lots of fun lists. And you also have the big old draft sheet you do. Isn't that? Yep. Coming out. When is the that draft
1: out? sheet? will be out uh, probably today as you're listening to this. Okay. And what I've got on there is I'm not going to have all those ranks on there uh, because some of them are behind paywalls. You know, you can see those ones Welsh, but sure. uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't give those out on Patreon. So I'll have a couple of those. Um, you know, it, it'll list uh, who is ranking who where. But I have a breakdown of every single team, their roster, who the starters are, uh, who they lost in free agency, uh, plus all the picks they have and who they visited for every single team, all 32 on this sheet.
0: Awesome sheet. And I'm glad that it's going to be out three or four days before for you guys to take advantage of it. So go and check it out. Just one of the many things we got going on. And we are also looking, I think, tomorrow at dropping on this feed, a bet this league episode, where we are going right. to talk about some uh, NFL draft betting. If you guys want to get out on that action, so make it's sure it's going to be a crazy to year
1: to do it. I know it will be fun.
0: So make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. We will drop bet this league football edition right here. And that is it friends. You guys know where to find us. Uh, you can also catch us on Twitter at, is it the Welsh? That's me and at Bogman sports. And make sure you just subscribe to the pod so you don't miss any of the football action in the off season as we get rampant back up NFL draft, baby. Coming this week. We got you set. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the episode. We'll talk to you again soon, right here on ITL. Peace. See ya. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.